The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. Juggernaut of Souls, or y'all see on the screen right now, Chicago Bread. I am with the family. We are back on another one, man. And we got Retro CG, Jack of Jordans, Really BTV, and we have a guest, Miss Honey, this evening. So happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers today. And we talking about power, force, um, goddamn king, king of the goddamn hill. So what y'all think, man? Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Welcome to TSF Entertainment, Miss Honey. Nice to have Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, what are we going to talk about today, guys? It's a lot I going on. Break this episode down. Goddamn I mean, so what I thought about the episode, um, I definitely see how they're setting us up. Like a lot of what I saw, that whole caper that they had Tommy and Diamond on, is basically setting Tommy up to know who the players are and where to find them. So I definitely saw what they were doing, you know, doing with that. I feel like they still threw a lot of information at us, but you know, we're gonna see what we're gonna see how it all like lines up though. They are throwing a lot of information at us. And um, well, the part I do kind of like about it is they're answering a lot of my questions uh, like right away because a lot of the questions that we had in last week's episode were answered in um this episode so i can appreciate that but they are they are moving way faster than um the storytelling on the other uh series um what was your thoughts jack uh, it's a lot going on it's a lot of moving parts you know it's a i gotta get used to the character too you know yeah. i gotta get a little more familiar with the characters get used to it because i'm like okay this like when we get to that part, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit more. But there's different crews. There's like, what, four or five different crews or something like that. So I just got to get used to the characters. There's a lot going on. What about you, Miss Honey? I mean, I thought 
last week's episode aesthetically was really great. I think it was giving us this really cool, sexy, urban vibe. And I got the same feel, but just from this episode, episode two, just not, you know, it wasn't as, you know, I guess flashy or for me, it wasn't as entertaining to the eye. Um, you know, I always have issue when I can just just give me a couple of lines of dialogue and I can kind of tell what's coming. So um, I don't know. This episode, it was an hour episode. It felt like it was 30 minutes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I said the same yeah. thing. It like, wasn't, I, short, wasn't, it though? It wasn't it short? Yeah, it was, was short. It, full, it was a full hour? Oh, okay, my bad. It, it just felt short. I mean, short. just how quickly things popped off it just it was like a 30 minute show or something that's that's information wise it felt like a 30 minute show for me as well visually it felt like a 30 minute show like i felt like we visually we ate a lot better last week than we did this week i agree and well, some of the things were long and i think that's what because some of the I, i'm not gonna say they were unnecessary but like the scene you know they had like two or three scenes where diamond was scared of the police. Like we had the scene where the police was behind him at the light. That was like a long scene. We had the scene where, you know, the guy was profiling him. That was a really long scene. Like we get the point, but that was a really long scene. You know, so I feel like, and then the scene where they were in the the Jewish, you know, butcher shop. Yeah. That was long. So I feel like some of the scenes were unnecessarily long. Could have been cut shorter. Yeah, and I think yeah, that might be why like, like Miss Honey said, it wasn't. Yeah, they were putting like, emphasis on the BLM part of it, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. What about you, Chicago Bree? What'd you think? Um, I think for the most part, man. Um, you know, it's starting out a little slow, but uh, like really, B said, they definitely putting a lot of emphasis on, you know, him being out of him getting out of jail and from the transition to jail, like he said, he. He was like, I see a lot of hasn't changed in 15 years, you know, mm -hmm. and that was just, I mean, like, it went completely left. Like, that's something you hear about on the news. So, I, I mean, you know, definitely um, a lot to take in, a lot happening fast. I feel like they fast forward in a lot and they compiling a lot of characters into the show to basically give us, like, Tommy having this history of Chicago rather than being someone that's coming into Chicago trying to plant their feet. I agree. I agree. So I guess the episode starts off with uh, Tommy. Where is he at? Is he kind of like downtown Chicago? Look like he was off the uh, look like he was off the lakefront near the pier. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah it looked like he was over It, like it might have been the Gold Coast. And so we see that he's kind of like reminiscing um, back on his times in New York, he still can't get over Lakeisha. He still can't yeah. get over losing Lakeisha and Cash. So, yeah. uh, what y'all think about that? You think we're going to continue to see him mourn for her, or eventually he's going to get over? Her? I think this will be something going through the whole season. You know, especially I feel like it too. Yeah, especially with him. Um, even with him, seem like getting another love interest. You know, with uh, with Gloria, but. I think this is that her name, Gloria. But I yeah. think that's I think this is something we're gonna see the whole season. Yeah, and we see that he get a call from JP, which is his brother. Mm -hmm. Um well actually well, before that we saw a, we saw the bar get shot up. I yep. thought it was mm -hmm. Gloria's bar. I, I did, did too. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Me too at first. So I looked and I was like, wait a minute, that ain't her bar. 
Yeah, because that bar got sprayed. It, it got sprayed up. I thought it was hers too. Um, so yeah, JP's bar gets sprayed up. Uh, we see a black magnum pull up and um, spray up the bar and pull off. And um, then he calls Tommy, I guess, to tell Tommy, you know, what's happening. I need help. And, you know, Tommy goes to check everything out. And he was like, you ain't got no family to call? <laughs> He's like, you are my family. <laughs> right. Right, because I always wonder, like, my question was, so who would he have called if he hadn't met Tommy two days before that? Like, who would you have called? You just would have done. I mean, I, I guess I feel like that was his way of trying to reach out and maybe build up. Build a relationship. Build a relationship. But when he was like, you are my family, I'm like, so you don't have nobody else? Like He said he, he said he don't have nobody else. definitely know his brother yeah, from the I streets because he called. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, you think probably like Tommy from the streets. This is something that I need to call somebody that has street knowledge to kind of help me out with this. Yeah, these are the these are the little nuances that always get Courtney tripped up though, Mm -hmm. because last episode they emphasized on the fact that he asked his brother for his number. First of all, his brother wrote it down. Who's writing numbers down anymore? No Mm -hmm. one. But then, you know, they she put this emphasis on him looking at the number, then tossing it in the trash, and then duck, 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 and going back and getting it out of the trash and being upset with himself that, you know, he's got a heart. You know, <laughs> Pinocchio, P- Pinocchio has feelings, right? Like, and then this week we see where, you know, he looks like he's been up all night, chain smoking, looking out at the pier, and and his brother calls him. You don't have anyone else to call? I was just like, these are the little things. These are the little things that that set people ablaze in the chat. And instead of them focusing on a meaty storyline, they're just chasing all these little obsolete rabbits everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of of disproportionate things that they're pulling over. and you know, we like you said, we saw where uh, Tommy had wrote his number down for the brother. Well, actually, the brother wrote his number down for Tommy. Mm-hmm. But we and then they made a big deal about it in last right. episode. We never see Tommy give him his number. We never get to see Tommy give JP his number. Right. So right. The question becomes, how did you get Tommy's number? <laughs> yeah, but we wouldn't even be questioning it if, if they didn't make it a if they just had made that little nuance in the beginning for them to just exchange numbers like I just dialed you up I'm Save sending number. the number you got it now it would have just went away we didn't even need the scene where he was throwing it in the trash except I guess they wanted to show us that you know he really wanted to be a loner but he's still kind of tied to this family yeah but it's just it's just uh, our eyes didn't need to go there at all it could have just been wrapped up s- so much differently and then we could have focused on other things that are important. Yeah, because there's a few other things as we go through that. Like you said, Miss Honey, that, you know, again, you don't want to be nitpicky, but you create the, com- you create it by, by doing things that make us go, that don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, we also, that, so he offered him the money. That's right? what I was going to say. Oh, we my learned bad. A lot. I, I didn't mean to step on you. We learned a lot in that scene because one, we learned that uh, JP's father is sick and that him and his mm-hmm. father own the bar. And that this is the third time that the bar has been shot up. We learned that he doesn't have any protection or anything. He's struggling to make the bills. We learned that he has an ex-husband that he's going through a divorce with. So, I mean, we learned a lot in that particular scene. Tommy throws him 10K for, you know, to help with his troubles. And he tries to give the money back. And Tommy like, no, take this money. You need this money. 
and you know, I gotta wait to you know help get you some more money. So what did y'all think about that? I mean, it, it just it shows what Tommy's heart is, but yeah, because you know the brother what, said it always that happens good. with Tommy when his heart gets involved with something. Yeah, because he told the brother, the brother said this ain't even gonna make a dent in it. So that lets you know that he indeed that. Yep. Well, a hospital bill will do it for you. Well, yes, he, said it. he said those hospital bills was. I mean, yeah, at least they made that legit. They made that debt legit. You know, when they said that, you know, when my biggest question is who bills. It was just like, oh, okay, I get it. My biggest question is who keeps shooting up the club. I, me and right. Right. Answer to that. I got yeah. the answer to that already. I got the answer to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead, yesterday. Go ahead, mom. The answer to the uh, the the club shooter. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's JP son. D Mac. Yep. Y'all think that's who it is? Yeah, they okay, already know. Y'all remember that scene? Go back. Oh, oh that was, was the gun. Yeah, it was the same oh, gun. It was the same right. gun that shot up the club. In the box. He had a pit. He picked up the picture of his father and mm -hmm. looked at it. Put it back in the box with the gun and put it up. Yep. Okay, you the gun expert. Okay, you the gun expert. So yep. yeah, yeah, that was the same as that gun. That's his. That's his. That's his son that's doing that. Agreed. When I saw that and we talked about it last night, I said. I think personally, it's one of those things because JP mentioned he didn't know his son. He said his mom kept him away from me mm -hmm. when I went away and when I came back. I don't know what he who when he, he came is. out. Like, so with that being said, I think his son has that you know like man Good. that anger or that that rebellion or like I know who you are, but I'm gonna do this because I want to know why you left me. So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like finding out the attention. I think personally. I think that Tommy gonna end up doing something to him. To the son? Yep. I'm hoping that it's not what happens because that's gonna make me just very upset. If, I think if it's gonna go Tommy back down will, this pathway again where we got another met. son trying to kill another father. Exactly. Over. Because I, if do you not go down this road, please do not but at least but I'm gonna say this, at least in this scenario, I agree with you. I hear what you're saying on retro, but at least in this scenario, I understand his, his anger. Whereas with Tariq, I still don't get that. Like, I, I, I ain't never going to, nobody's ever going to get me to understand why Tariq hated mm -hmm. him so, so much. But in this situation, if he, because we don't know what his mother said to him. We don't know how he grew up. So his right. anger this towards his father like could really be like a, like a man, like, I know who you are. You don't know who I am, but I'm going to do what I got to do. And if you're going to fix these windows, I'm going to keep spraying them up. I'm going to keep inconveniencing right. you as much as possible. I, I mean, mean, but he hasn't seen his son since the son was two years old. Yeah, his said, son could be passing that. him on the street every day, and, and he him. wouldn't know him. Right, because when you he know, said my son vanished, I didn't think he was still in Chicago. I'm like, he's still in mm -hmm. Chicago? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so for for it to take, take this sort of drastic turn, it must be necessary to the storyline in a different way so i'm not going to to discount the idea that tommy's going to end up killing the son because they introduced this this son in this weird kind of way in this violent way so is yeah. it just going to stay on this by you know violent trajectory or i mean because like i said the son could walk in the bar at any time even at 16 he could walk in the bar at any time like mm -hmm. Um, so he wouldn't know him, you know, right? Because he actually, uh, I agree. He, um, you know, he not already pulled the, he not already pulled the gun on Tommy and everything. Because when he went to the uh the, the barbershop and right. he had the bag, he was like, "Well, um, that's when the other guy, the other kid, was like, 
ain't waiting on you. I'm waiting on the nod. And he was like, who are you? And he was like, oh, okay. And that's when, uh, what's his name? Um, What's uh, Diamonds? Diamonds on what? Yeah, he nodded and he was like, that's when the guy finally put the gun, you know, put the gun up. But so authentically young says, I think once Tommy finds out who he is, he would take him under his wing. I think that they're all going to end up working together. I think that that's this is the this is the introduction to Tommy building his crew. I think once Tommy finds out who his nephew is, because that's something that Tommy's always longed for is a family. Right. So you know, right. he's gonna have his brother, uh, his nephew. I think that's going to replace the void of Tariq and Cash. I think that once uh, it comes out who's who, I think they're all going to build a relationship together and they're going to work together. Yeah, but with this storyline, you got to already true. know, is it going to come out too late or is it going to come out at the right time? Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. We know. We already know. Uh, with Yeah, I agree. Definitely. We already know. Something's going to happen. Somebody's going to get shot. Somebody's going to be near dead. Something's going to happen where it's going to bring them all together. Right. When his brother, when JP played the tape of him and Kate walking and he was eating ice cream, you mm. can see Tommy, you can see Tommy face kind of just like, oh, wow, I had that, you know. So I think personally, he definitely got a soft spot for family. Yeah, Tommy's taking a hit when it comes to family, like even the families that have been, um, not blood he's taking a hit there you know the the this season opened up with him just reflecting back on knowing the kids uh ghost kids when they were born and you know it goes way back with tasha he and tasha were super close i think that's one of the reasons why they keep this keisha cash thing very yeah, fresh for us because it's going to be revisited probably at the end of this season i think so too you know it's going to be revisited from a tasha perspective that's my thought process on all that but he's taking a huge hit you know he killed his dad right right you know that's that's got to be a tough thing to do and his I mom mean, is dead to him yeah, basically, but Kate's gonna find her way. We, we're probably gonna see Kate at some point. Yeah, Kate's on her way to Chicago right now. Yeah, yeah Kate's the worst <laughs> junkie ever. She's the junkie yeah. that never goes away. Yeah, yeah as we speak, right now. Yeah, as we she, speak, she's ahead. driving. Huh? Yep. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as she figures out he's there, she's gonna be right there on the on his coattail, and she's gonna hitch her wagon to it. Yeah, he's gonna need something from her, and he's gonna call her. And then her ass is going to show up in Chicago. That's how. I'm yeah. And Kate is is a, a point of weakness for more and more than one way. Kate, because she is a junkie and she's she's used to being able to come back off of the junkie stunts, she could actually be more of a problem for him in Chicago, mm -hmm. especially where the Flynn's con are concerned because she's aesthetically what the Flynn's are, what they consider to be a part of their bloodline, you know, green mm -hmm. eyes, red hair, pale white skin. She could be a real issue for Tommy in Chicago. Well, not only that, but uh, it's, here's more of her lies coming out. So, you know, or secrets rather. Here are more of her secrets coming out because, you know, Tommy came there with the 
uh, intention on putting flowers on his grandmother's grave, only to learn that the lady's alive. That the lady's not dead, right? And, and then to find out that I have a brother. So I mean, it's just more of her secrets that are right. coming out. And that's what that's what I was going to say. The other thing is, we don't know what secrets she's sitting on because there was there's there's a lot to that. Like there's a lot with that to unpack that I know we'll probably get to later on in the season. But I agree. I, I agree that that's she's definitely his Achilles heel. She's definitely that. So well, we see Tommy, he leaves the bar, you know, and he's riding um, through town. And he's, he sees this, what, what is it, like an old firehouse? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, old, what yeah. Like. that's what it looked like, an old firehouse. Which are, a lot of places out here are common to what they'll do is they'll take the uh, they'll take those kind of old buildings yeah. and revamp them, build them up, and then you got like a loft living area in some of those buildings. You know that's that's not uncommon around here. It was actually rather dope. Yeah. And so we switched to uh, what's the guy's name? Victor? Is it Victor? Vic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Vic no. Yeah. Uh, well, Walter Flynn and Vic. His yeah. Son. Victor is the mm -hmm. son, and Walter right. is the dad. Walter is the dad. So the dad. Uh, we see the dad. He's sick. Is he's probably got cancer or something? I mean, Definitely they haven't said what he's got, but I'm I'm sure that's probably what it is. It's like cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got some type of terminal illness. That he that's progressively getting worse, and he probably doesn't want to go to seek medical attention. You know, he's just trying to tough it through, or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, he is, uh, he he is coming to terms with the fact that he's possibly dying or in the process of dying. So he's trying to get the organization set up for his successor, which is Vic. Mm -hmm. He doesn't necessarily want it, and isn't necessarily equipped to take over the family business. But Claudia, the daughter. He ain't ready. She's hungry for it. He yeah, Claudia wanted. She's hungry for it. Because uh, we even see a scene between her and her brother. You know, her she was trying to tell the brother about the new drug that she had tried out last week in the club that, you know, this 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 is our new thing. This could be our new thing for us to get this money because <coughs> now we're not doing so good with the business or whatever. You know, she's cleaning the money and she's managing the legit businesses, but she's basically trying to tell them another way. So <clears throat> what do y'all think is going to happen with all that? He's just as he's just as disrespectful as his father is to her. And it's so ridiculous because <clears throat> for her having an eye for numbers makes her a linear thinker. You need a, a good linear thinker on your team. I mean, it's just it's just stupidity at this point that they wouldn't bring her all in. I mean, obviously his dad isn't making moves. We haven't seen his dad meet with other families or any other connects although we're just in the second episode typically when you set someone up as a kingpin a major player you give us some background that supports that idea he can't even find friggin drugs okay his son is i mean really? the weakest link you know what i'm saying like he is as jelly back as they come and then you got your daughter who's the baddest out of everybody in your crew and you're continuing to put her face in the sand, man. Like, what kind of leader is this guy? They're That's really positioning Claudia to take them both out. That's yep. what I perceive that yep. is going to happen. Yep. It could be. That's probably just tradition and pride that's getting in the way of him even letting his daughter sit separate <laughs> the reins. Oh, he's gonna cut somebody water off. I'm quite sure. But that's just. But that's just. You know, his own. His own Irish traditional. You know, that's what I was way of dealing with things. You know, the bloodline, the son needs to be out here controlling that 
we need masculinity on the streets and everything else. You know, you take care of everything else. And right. it will ultimately be the downfall of the whole family. The whole family came in just because of that, because Vic is not ready. No, not he's not ready. Than, I mean, Claudia's got more balls than Vic. Yeah, so not only does he have a chauvinistic viewpoint where women don't belong in this type of line of work, but he also has old traditional views. Because he mm -hmm. even told Vic that, you know, after I pass on, you need to run the business exactly the way I ran it, or exactly. there's going to be repercussions from Ireland. So, obviously... It'll be fatal. There, yes. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Claudia shanks Vic the minute uh, Walter dies. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that I don't think that we're gonna make it. I don't think that Vic's gonna make it. I don't think that Vic's gonna make it. If he does make it, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna stage a coup. She's it, was, it, was, it would just be real cool to me to see her kind of sit on that throne. She's she started the season off sitting on that throne, and she's been boss everywhere she's set her feet. Like she was boss when she walked in the club. She was boss. In that sex scene, she was definitely the dominant there in the conversation she had with Vic last episode about their mom and stuff, the things that he was trying to do. And she dominated that conversation. Yeah, she dominated like the conversation said, in smart. this episode. It's like you said, she's smart because she even told him in the last episode, listen, you out here trying to make deals with the Yardies on these uh, low-level street drugs. And we got the feds snooping around. I think this is not good for business. Right. Right. Good I think she's going to team up with Tommy. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think Claudia. she's going to team up with Tommy. You think Claudia's gonna team up with Tommy? I can see. I that. think so too. Well, who's that. gonna be our enemy then? We gotta have a. We gotta have a. a, a an the, enemy. Um, a villain. The Yardies. Uh, no, the Yardies not a big enough organization. They're gonna be a nuisance, but they're not a kingpin. I think it's gonna be the Serbians. I don't think we've seen the last. I think she's gonna hook up with. I think she's gonna hook up with Tommy for that designer. I think. I think it's gonna be the Serbians. I don't think that we've seen the last of them. Because you know, I think they're they gonna work as long as they got a common goal. As long as they got a common goal, you know, together in mind, <laughs> they also, you know, then they're gonna work together so they no longer have the common goal. You know, then they can go back to being an enemy. Right now, well, time they, goes to get money. They, they enemy could be uh Big Rojas too because I mean, nah, man, Big Rojas sucks now. Nah. Yeah, he's already kind of show. He got a little juice. <laughs> He got a little juice. I mean, how I, did he, he get both of his level. men he in that trunk? Kingpin level. I don't think he's kingpin level. Yeah, kingpin level. level. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, even level. the drugs aren't on kingpin level. Like they need a for real con connect in Chicago as a whole. Like, where's the good drugs? And I think that's what Tommy wants to uncover. He wants to uncover who has the weight, who's holding the weight. And the reason why I think that there's another uh, rival kingpin organization is well, we'll get to that point with Liliana. But remember when he found the uh, the uh, product and her floor, it had a little spider icon on it. So mm -hmm. I feel like that that's another organization. I, I really feel like the Serbians are going to uh, come back. I, I don't I don't think that we've seen the last of them. Was that spider icon? Was that the uh same from the card on power? That's what yeah. I was trying to think, but that was Lobo's joint though with the tarot cards. That yeah, was but we, we got to see Jimenez. that character that though, right? That was Jimenez's uh Liliana. Right. Where was Liliana from? But when he saw that icon, it means something. When he saw that icon, it means something. And he recognized it. Yeah, that's why I mean that's why I felt like it might be the Serbians. Um so we switched to uh Diamond at his uh shop hitting the bag, and you know, him and his brother are having a conversation about the little hoods that are out front of the shop. And he was like, Yo, get rid of these little hoods, they they are they bad for business, uh -huh. they trouble, 
and they just two trigger happened. They ready to shoot. Wow, out of control. And we saw that. We saw that, but where we saw, just like I said last week, I think there's going to be a disconnect between Diamond and Jannard because Diamond yeah. wants to run the business old school way. And Jannard, he wants to run the business, who has been running the business since he's been locked up for the last 15 years, you know, his way. So what, what y'all see coming with that? I see him kind of bumping heads because Jannard is more more so like, he's more more so to me like the live wire brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, more like a hot we got to get shot he's up. He's the king. He's yeah, the king. Yeah, we got to get shot up. We going to shoot it up. Yeah. And then you got Diamond more so like, okay, I'd have been locked up now, so we got to strategically plan. I was to about to say, more strategic. You know well, what I'm saying? Initially, I thought that Diamond didn't want to be back in the life again. I thought that he wanted to have his meek life, run his barbershop and do his thing, but it seems like he's itching back towards Right, it seems like he pulled in anyway. Yeah, he really I mean, he already kind of know that they running it through the, they. he's been funneling Whatever you know, what I'm saying the business through the barbershop. And but, the yeah, barbershop. But if, if he were happy with how his brother were running the business, I think he would he be stepped aside to sit there and cook and cut. I mean, and cut hair. But I think he's. I think he see. He feels like he sees a disaster coming because the way he's talking, right. he's like, "Listen, you you making us hot. Like you out here, you got these dudes that all they want to do is spray shit up. They dropping bodies. Like that's not good for business. So." I, I think I don't think he really wants to get involved. I think he feels like he has to before the whole thing implodes because he started this shit and then he sees what he started kind of going away, like you know. Right, which you know, like I said, he more so he's thinking strategic. His brother just like man, we can keep them on the team because they just want to. They you know they they straight shooters, but then he told him he said, man, they gonna hit thirteen targets and not the actual target, like right. right. You know, well, I think, too, last week, I mean, I may, may have heard it wrong, but I thought he was just saying he doesn't want to kill anymore. He doesn't want to just do all this gratuitous killing. Right? right. I didn't I didn't take it that he didn't want to be in the, you know, be in the game anymore. I think he just wants to do the game, you know, differently, better. He wants to move smarter. I think that's one of the reasons why he and Tommy kind of bonded because um, he he was seeing that you know there's another way to kind of run this thing this is what it kind of spoke to what he already wanted to do you know i agree yeah because tommy about his money so he yeah he, did, he didn't want to he didn't want to have all this you know shooting and even with the young guys hanging outside the bar he doesn't want any of that he wants right. it to be real real lay lay real low right. with everything and i think well, the brother the, just thing his thing man is <laughs> You know, killings, murders bring cops. So, right. you know, there's a way that we can move without bringing the feds on top of us in our organization. Diamond you know. on that stance field. <laughs> yeah, well, which he, he, what's ironic is that he's hooking up with Tommy, who was the original hothead, right? right. It was right. Ghost that really kind of showed Tommy that we can move differently, we can move better, and still make this bread, right? So it's so funny and to me ironical <laughs> that you know that he's hooking up, you know, with Tommy in lieu of his brother, and Tommy's the original hothead, right? Yes. Because he just wants his name to ring out in the streets. That's all. That's what I think, you know, the brother wants uh Gennard, that's what he wants to do. He just wants to be known in the streets. Uh Dime just wanna move, get his money, and at this point, 
Right. Tommy is kind of like in between. I think he still go there. You see, he choked my man up in the, you know, in the in the barbershop. Got, <laughs> yeah, choked him right up in the barbershop. So I think he's like making that transition over to just you know being more so about money. But yeah, high head still definitely in him. Yeah, it's still definitely in him. I mean, this is the second episode. He's already broken an arm, fractured a jaw, set yeah. two people on fire in the trunk, right? Like, right. Yeah, still there. The benefit yeah, for Tommy is that he's white. Yeah. That's yeah, another thing that they showed that yeah, white the, the, the juxtaposition between two people being in the game, the difference being their skin color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the vantage mm-hmm. points. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tommy could have walked right out of there and talked to the cop with the drugs on his back. He yeah. wasn't going to be searched. He wasn't going to be questioned. Exactly. And you can see the 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 um, you know that on Diamond's face, like these these men just standing here talking like they old friends. You know what I'm saying? Like both of their mama put raisins in the potato salad, and I'm scared for my life. Like I just peed a little bit. Yep. So we yeah. see Tommy parks up this alleyway. He gets out of the car, and he's attacked by this chick. <laughs> and so they banging too. You know, yeah, they, they were, were banging. Yeah, they, were. <laughs> they were like Mr. and Mrs. Smith banging. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> they were banging. So he recognizes the chick when he sees a scar on her face. This is Liliana all the way back here. And there's a lot of callbacks. Even in book two, there are a lot of callbacks to season one power. So Liliana was one of the couriers that worked for um, Tommy and Ghost. And she got her face slashed in the elevator that episode by Pink Sneakers. By Pink Sneakers, yep. And um, Tommy wanted to kill her and Ghost didn't. Ghost was like, no, let's not take her out. We can use her. So, but he lied about it first, and then because Julio went to go see her in the hospital because yeah. he, he paid her off through Julio and Julio mm-hmm. gave her some money and told her to get out of town mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. That's but, episode one, two, and three. I'm rewatching Power now. Uh, it's a little mm-hmm. further on down. It's a little further on down. Um, I want to say it's towards the end of the season. Um, when she was taking out all their primettas. When uh, Pink Snickers was taking out all their permitters, it was that episode where they had to uh, take all their drugs off the street because they kept getting robbed. It was that episode where she got her face slashed in the um, elevator. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing about it is, though, I feel like they've kind of revisited her character a little bit because she wasn't a banger like that in uh, uh, Power. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I remember her being that. I remember her being that, you know. Hard. Yeah, she was that <laughs> yeah, hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but we only saw a glimpse. We only saw a glimpse of her, and she probably thought her life was in danger. Now that she see Tommy, so he yeah. probably figured I get drop on him, but he can drop on me. Yeah, but the pink sneaker girl was with a dude when they got in the elevator together. She took no, no, the no. dude out though, right? Yeah, she shot the dude, yeah, but she slashed the girl across the face. Yeah, um, the girl ended up getting slashed across the face because she was trying to, uh, she was trying to steal drugs from one she or the money. Yeah, the yeah. money. Yeah. And so she thinks that Tommy is there for her. And it just coincidentally that that's where she ran to when she left New York. She ran to Chicago and she's said, So everywhere Tommy is, she is like, what? I don't, this is the going back to those nuances. Don't bring, don't bring Liliana up if we're not going to do anything with the character, man. Not only that, but she says later on in the episode, 
yeah, I heard about this crazy white guy. And, like, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I get it. But Tommy ain't the only crazy white guy. Like, you automatically thought it was Tommy? Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. she she said the Mustang. The Mustang gave him crazy white guy driving oh, the Mustang. The Mustang but she did say the Mustang, but even with that, so you start hunting him down and you found him? That big ass city of Chicago and you found him? On the street. Right, on the he street. He jumped his dude. He's just walking down the alley. Like, he went right. to like, I can see if his car was parked outside of a restaurant oh, you went man. inside the restaurant and waited for him to come out. He's just walking down the street. I was right. like, he was in the alley when she found him. Right. But I think, uh, uh, to go back to what you were saying, Miss Honey, I think what's going to end up happening is she's going to be part of his organization again. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, yeah, I, I hope they're so. End up working together. I think they're going to end up working together. I hope so. I don't want him to be like Tariq. Tariq's got like 15 different enemies. Like any one yeah, of them could take him out. I, I would like to see Tommy build a team. Yep. And this may go back to that narrative that you were speaking of with Claudia that, you know, we're getting ready to get, uh, you know, some female hitters. We're getting ready to get some females into the um, equation. I think Tommy's going to have uh, Lilian. She's going to be his number two, probably. That would be uh, cool. Because um, it's kind of like what we've seen in book three with Rock. You know, uh, up, up to this point, you know, we haven't really seen females running the, running the, the, the organization. So, which is why I really wanted Monet to get rid of Lorenzo and Becca and she be the kingpin. That would have been a great narrative. So, I think what's going to end up happening is uh, uh, Lilian is probably going to put Tommy on where they're getting his weight from, where the weight. She's going to put him on the connect and they're probably going to end up robbing the connect, killing the connect or whatever and stealing the drugs. I can see that happening. Yeah. I'd like to see Tommy build a team and work in conjunction with Diamond. I don't want to see them be a team. I think Diamond's already got enough going on because there's two kings in that castle with Jannard having ran things for 15 years. And then it would be weird for him to sort of become Tommy's wingman, I guess, because he's not even trying to do a lot of killing anymore, right? So I'd like to see the CBI stay whole and kind of be like, um, you know, like it was in Ghost where they had all these different factions. Like the Tejadas um, and you had Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you I know, I, I like think that. that would be cool. And Tommy build his own team, but still keep this connection with the CBIs. I think they're common in- enemy. I think they're going to be strange bedfellows, the CBIs and Tommy's organization. I don't necessarily think that neither one of them are going to work for each other. But I think that they're going to be kind of like uh, strange bedfellows where they are kind of working together to, for a common enemy. And I think it's to take the fins down. They're going to take the fins down. Um, and I think Tommy's going to be more so the muscle side of it. Because just like at the end of the episode when he took out Rojas people, he went back and showed them, like, I took care of that problem for y'all. So y'all open mm-hmm. it. Or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be more, more so of a, uh, like one of those alliances because Tommy yeah. already said on the phone in the first episode that he's not worried. He's he's building his own thing. He's where he's not working for anybody anymore. That's a good point, Crispies. Oh uh, yeah, it is. We are on spider mark drugs is what Cla- uh, Claudia is looking for. It could, it could be because we keep asking around about that designer drug. That's what it's called, and I bet you that's uh, it. Yeah, it could be. I bet you that's it. That's a good point. Yeah, 
I wish we could have seen that. You know what I mean? I think that would have been. Well, we may need to go back to episode one because when she took the drugs in the club, when the girl pulled them out, didn't the little baggie have a little spider icon on it? The, the I, oh, I thought it was a vial. I thought it was a vial because it, it glowed blue, right? Like it, the yeah, orange, it, it, it had a blue like, hue. Yeah. yeah, it did have a glow or something to it. Uh, so we might need to look for that because that might be a little Easter egg right there. Um, so we see, we see Gloria. She's at her place. You know, she's taking a shower and whatever. You know, and she's she's the uh, sexy love interest for Vic and of course Tommy. So we learn more about their relationship, which, which we called it last week. We said that their relationship was challenged because of her skin color. Mm-hmm. And, and she can't be with Vic because of it. So she's pretty much telling him, like, look, go and leave me alone. We can't be together. We ain't gonna have no happy life together. Like, go and find you a little white Irish girl to be with. You, your father and your family, the life is not gonna never accept me. So just leave me alone and leave my kids. Right, because he was like, once my daddy's gone, but she was like, even once your daddy is gone, your society yeah. will not accept me. Your culture, it doesn't matter about your father. Like, he is indicative of this whole situation none of them are going to accept me so just gone you know what uh since ebony want to know who water i'm turning off this week i think i keep telling y'all i think glory water gonna get turned off and it's gonna be behind her dealings with vic is this gonna be behind her dealings with vic or it's gonna be behind her dealings with tommy but she's not gonna make it out i can see it right now she's the damn mm-hmm. in distress tommy already trying to save her because uh, obviously she's paying them restitution. So I guess they, what, what is she selling drugs at the bar? Why is she paying the money? She's probably paying for protection. Yeah, I think she might be protection. I was going to say she might be paying for protection or, uh, you know, because her bars in a certain area, it looked like she actually getting taxed, you know, so she could yeah. be paying for protection or she could be paying a tax to the Flynn family and then her and, um, Vic getting um you know getting you know intimately involved so that I was Xavier I was wondering where he was there you go <laughs> he finna start acting up <laughs> you know it <laughs> okay so I didn't think about that so okay she paid for protection because remember Tommy asked her hey, you want me to get you up out of it she's like no I got myself in I'll get myself out of it so right mm-hmm. happening to her she's not gonna make it she she's not gonna make but it. I was thinking the same thing Xavier just said. I'm like, damn, they just they gonna kill another love interest. Like Tommy was gonna set Chicago on fire. Watch. I mean, it, Tommy it, ain't it, never had no women. I know, right? Tommy can't. <laughs> never I'm telling you, I see it. I, I foresee it because it's this parallel that he keeps going back to with Lakeisha. He keeps reminiscing on that. That's why. Um, he's trying his best not to get attached to Gloria. He's trying, yeah, they have sex or whatever the case may be, but he ain't trying to catch feelings for her because everyone he catches feelings for, everyone that he learns to love, ends up getting taken out because oh, of that. And that's what's going to end up happening with this chick. Watch. Behind the cat face, man. I hope they don't do that, but that's going back to what I was saying about uh they keep bringing on these same parallels from the other power series like it's the same thing that happened in book two with Tariq and, and Lauren you know they keep doing this every chick that gets involved with these dudes some bad end up happening to them yep and shout out to my uh little nephew here man y'all see him 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, like little, little power, little power. Uh, here you know, he on the podcast. There you go. Wait, <laughs> oh my gosh, why are you guys matching your dress to like today? Yeah, they, it's, a, yes, it's, a it's a uniform. It's a uniform. Oh, no, not, but so let me tell you, that I'm not. You know that I'm not. Oh, you're not. You notice that I'm not. They left me out of the conversation. Well, you're just a caterer, remember? Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you, y'all better stop underestimating these girls now, even in the whole power dynamic. Okay, I like it. Where you at, Marvin? Huh? Where you at? Oh, I'm right here. Hold on, man. Bow. Boom. <laughs> y'all know what day it is, man. This, this, uh, y'all know what it is. This, this they always, they I got left. I got us. left off of that group call, Miss Honey. I didn't. I wasn't. <laughs> His power always giving us good sneakers. You know, <laughs> JP had the uh nice. No, right. And since and since Marvin lives in Chicago, it's only right that we represent for our brother. So you know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, AP had the Nigel Sylvester's on. Diamond had on um the black. Oh uh, uh, no, the uh, cap and gown. Cap and gown elevens mm-hmm. when yep. they got hit when they got grabbed up by Roy. <laughs> 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 so we for those of you who don't know, we're a sneaker head. I let them have their sneaker moment. I have to, yeah. this honey. I let them have their sneaker moment. <laughs> yeah. So for those of y'all who don't know, we're a real big sneaker head. So you know, it's always about the shoes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so we see Tommy walk into the barbershop, um, and he's bringing back the drugs that he uh, stole from the yardies, or that he took from the yardies, the drugs and the money. And he was like, "Look, take these drugs because they, they stepped on anyway. So good luck with that. <laughs> stepped yeah. on baby aspirin. Yeah, he stepped on with baby baby aspirin. Baby aspirin, y'all. Right. Good luck with that. And so, uh, you know, uh, you see uh, Jeremiah. He come up. I don't even know what the dude's or Jeremiah's character's name is, but he come up. You know, he get ready to free. <laughs> and Tommy like, look, yo, uh, here you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, right. I'm I'm not here for no trouble. I'm trying to make things right." Right. But they ready to jump to the chase. They ready to go, you know, turn Tommy Water on. You know, it just goes back to what Diamond was saying about them being hotheads and they don't know how to navigate the world. Like, see what this, uh, see what this dude is here for before y'all jump to the chase. And so, you know, they start having a conversation or whatever. And, you know, they he's trying to figure Tommy out. Like, what you here for? Like, why are you here and what are you looking for? I so think what y'all think about that scene? Xavier well, said if they kill a, they kill another Tommy Love interest, I'll be officially uh, be officially over with it. Be over with um how many women gonna die behind that cat face man? <laughs> um that scene, I think there's just Tommy just trying to make friends and trying to get more information. Yeah. He feels as though right I mean. now. Yeah, that he's you know he's still the new right. kid. She in might school. be the she, she might be the cheat code. So I've given this stuff back, you know, and and try to not necessarily alliance, but try to make things right in order for him to get himself right and put himself in a position to go a little bit further in Chicago's underworld than he is now. Right, I think that's what it was too. Like he said, I'm just here trying to make things right. I think it's just him trying to build up, build up. Um, alliances, make some friends. Yeah. I think that's all that is. Kind and, of a, well, and see who the major uh, players are. Kind of an honorable players are. 
One of the things I always do is um, when when a, a season starts, I go and look at the cast list, right? And then I see how many episodes the cast is in, right? So, <clears throat> um, Gloria is in ten episodes. Okay, wow. You know um, oh, what's weird. Bad. You know, and it it doesn't always hold true. Sometimes they put this out before, you know. So, but what's weird is that Claude isn't only in six episodes. You know what I noticed though about that because I did that. Uh, I think I did that for BMF, I believe. So, so what happened is, so what happened is, or even with, uh, or or even with, I hate to bring it up to retro, even with Carrie, you know, Carrie passed, but she still <laughs> ended up being in another episode. You because know, even after she was dead, so yeah. it could be one of those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because You're Carrie right. is it's dead, it could be a cameo. Like Carrie yeah. is dead, right? Dead, <laughs> dead, dead. Oh, so it could, it could be. Oh, he went away. He went away. It wouldn't be our friend no more. Oh man! But it could be. It could. It could be one. Of, it could be one of those situations. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping that Gloria season. is gonna hang on. I'm. I'm hoping that Gloria is gonna be pivotal. She's really shown herself to be in, in these last two episodes. She's really shown herself to be pretty level headed. Like she's not a damsel per se. I mean, she walked up on Tommy doing some real brutal stuff and was like, "Dinner's ready." Okay, <laughs> even the conversation she had with Vic today, like that conversation she had with Vic, she was pretty clear about what what it is, you know. And I'm just wondering, did she pay protection money when they was hot and heavy, um, or did when she broke up with him, did did she have to pay? I think her beef with him is that she's always had to pay, even though they were together, mainly well, because she's black. Home. Yeah. And I agree with you, Beth. I said that in my review. I think that's going to be the the lane that Tommy comes in. Is he saw he saw that breach in that brotherhood when those boys wouldn't listen to Diamond and they looked to Jannard, and yeah. Jannard knew it too because he was pissed when Diamond left. He he knew, and I'm, I see, and Tommy peeped it, and I think that's the road that Tommy's coming in on because you notice how Tommy kept talking to Diamond about old school. And the way things used to be, and the way things are supposed to be, and how these young people don't have no respect for, like he knew, he saw it, and that's how Tommy's gonna come in. I agree um, with. Uh, I agree. What authentically is saying, Gloria is gonna be able to handle herself. I don't think she's weak. Too. Tommy's other love interest. I agree because she actually mentioned that her husband was a uh, military, and he never right. came. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point that might play a part. I think she definitely gonna be able to hold on. All the yeah, more reason why I feel like they're gonna take her out. All the more reason why I think they're gonna take her out because she's gonna be a connection to Tommy. She's well, they can be- try. I don't think they're gonna be successful because if I had if I had a dude that knew his way around guns, I would know my way around guns. Yeah, I don't think Vic gonna let nothing happen to her because he's so in love with her that he Vic can't protect himself though. I'm just saying, saying, like, but just just just, like, but but to be honest, even with his name, his name is ringing right now in the streets because of his father. So nobody's gonna do nothing to him. Dude, Tommy put Vic over his knee three times last week. Yep. (laughs) Yep. First off, I'm gonna just comment to you. uh, Y'all gonna leave Carrie alone. 
She was a victim and she was terrorized. Okay, leave my Carrie alone. Carrie's dead. <laughs> those were the worst. You see those pinky toes just hanging there. Those were the worst pinky toes ever. She had eyeballs on every toe, and they were just hanging there, little sad. Is this a better sound for you? Dead. I mean, I get it. They probably dead. They probably have to have her look like the appearance that she's been hanging there for a while. I'm gonna keep this PG. I'll deal with y'all offline. Monet, Monet carried her up that. That chair like a, a lion carrying an antelope, just just That's how climbed the tree with like her and hung her up there. Her like she would pray, uh, terrorizing my poor Carrie, bust the window hey, out, got a crying in the car and stuff. She just terrorized poor That's Carrie. That's a hot box. She's not your poor Carrie. She's all the boys' poor Carrie. Remember that? <laughs> She's everybody's poor Carrie. We didn't talk about power force. We didn't talk about force. Wait a minute. You're the fifth connection Carrie has to this, to this whole situation. <laughs> Miss Honey. <laughs> oh man. My baby girl got her water turned off. I understand. That's okay. Oh man. That's okay. That's she lives on in, in memory. Um, mm -hmm. so we see Tommy and uh Diamond, they leave the barbershop, whatever, because Diamond's kind of pissed off with the antics with them little hoodlums. And so uh him and Tommy are kind of walking the street, and then you know they're talking. And we see this Oldsmobile pull up and kidnap him. We see uh, this this these little street hoods pull up in an Oldsmobile and kidnap them. So we later on find out that that's Roaz's uh, uh, crew. And um, just like we said in the last episode, we knew that that was coming back. We just didn't know it was coming back the very next episode, but right. it, it came right back. Where uh, basically he wanted to use Diamond and Tommy to move his weight. And because the streets were so hot right now, they wanted Tommy and Diamond to take the risk. Uh, moving the weight and um, them not having to do it. So, what y'all think about that? I didn't like goofy it. and animated, but what y'all think about that? First off, shout out like to it. the fact that they actually used that Oldsmobile because <laughs> man, they <laughs> used that Oldsmobile. They definitely got driver's license in the Oldsmobile, eighty nine Oldsmobile, eighty five Delta eighty eight. That's what mine was a Delta eighty eight. <laughs> It definitely added to the aesthetics. It's like seeing a deuce and a quarter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Old school exactly. cutlass or caprice. Like that, yeah. it just added to the aesthetic. No cars like that in a long time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Right. Exactly. A good yeah. old steamer. And that's like why you know that trunk, that trunk big enough for both of them bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, the back seat. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. The trucks built like a bedroom. You just throw stuff up in it. So what do y'all think about this little crew? Do y'all think that's the last of that we've seen of that little crew? Or do you think that Roaz is going to continue to be a problem? No, nah, I think I think more so. Um, I agree with that, Xavier. That, and that's where my thoughts is going. Gloria is going to make it. Because once that, once that father found out that he got a thing going on, he probably going to take her out and try to frame Tommy for it. I think the father already knows he got a thing going on, but I think just like in a lot of these situations, he don't have no problem as long as it's his play thing. But he better not try to make her. But, legit. but you know what? Yeah, with, I, I think with, the father knows that there's something going on there. With, I agree. I agree with our. I, I agree with really being Xavier because he told him when he said I'm a run. When he said I'm a uh, do things 
my way. He said, no, you're going to no. do things the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. That, he was probably giving them a heads up then, like, hey, no, just because I'm gone don't mean you're going to switch up. You're going to do this according to the leather, uh, according to the leather, or it's going to be a problem. Well, you know the Walter Flynn guy originally – um, I first remember him from Sons of Anarchy. Yep, and that's, that's my guy. Yep. Right, that's, that's, that's my right. guy. Stellar actor, right? But one of the things that they did in that series was that when things got bad here, the the um they had crews that came from Ireland. Yeah. So yep. I'm wondering if we're going to see that sort of uh, mimicked here, where um, when Walter's gone, you know someone's going to come from Ireland and just, you know, check everything out or see how everything is going. I'm just wondering, That's you know, I, so. I, I think we will, because again, they bring it up for a reason. Now, now let, let me say this in a normal television show, I would say yes. Now we know power and Courtney Kemp and her crew sometimes be doing shit that you would be like, what? But I think so. Cause I think, why would you like, you brought it up for a reason. Like you let us know that they answered to somebody and the expectation is when I die, you keep the status quo. So I can absolutely see a crew coming in. Yeah, I could see that happening. Because he even said it. He said Ireland is going to have expectations that you keep running the organization the exactly. way I have it. So I believe uh, what you just said is exactly what's going to happen. So they're probably kicking up stuff to, up to Ireland, too. And they're probably just checking in and making sure things still be ran in the traditional Irish way. Yep. I mean, Vic is all he got. It's not much, but it's all he got. I think mm -hmm. he knows Vic is a weak link. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, but I, I, he knows I he's think, weak. I he think that was going to end up happening, though. Something is going to end up happening to Vic, where it's going to make it easy for Claudia to take over if she don't take him out herself. I mean, this is power, and you know what the theme is for power. Everyone's looking for power, so they're going to eliminate whoever's a threat or whoever's considered competition. So mm -hmm. it kind of goes back to Jannard and Diamond. I think that there's going to be a power struggle over there in that organization yep. where one of them is going to try to take each other out. And I think it's more so going to be Jannard that's going to try to take out Diamond because um, he's going to want control back of the organization again. I mean, I thought Jannard was going to get it this episode. He needs to because <laughs> he don't look like he know what he's doing either. He look like he's in over his head too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it would have it would have positioned Diamond differently. It would have positioned the Tommy Diamond dynamic a little bit differently. We had a got rid of Jannard. I think what's ultimately going to happen is Jannard is probably going to make a move on Diamond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I totally agree. So you see, Tommy and um, Diamond they are uh, riding the city, and they're uh, pretty much going around to all the stops of where they have to deliver the product to. And he's pretty much using Tommy as a wingman. And, you know, Tommy's able to go in and um, and not only is he able to go in and uh, deliver the drugs, but he's also sizing up these uh, organizations. He's sizing yep. up these situations. So I feel like these are going to be uh, people that he's going to sell to eventually as well. So he's just kind of get a feel for, you know, who are the players, you know, and who he's going to need to move his weight to. So what y'all think about all that? I agree with that. I definitely think that you, him being able, like you said, circle the block once, and if I don't come out and Diamond like leave, he was like, no, circle the block twice. Like, mm -hmm. I think he's basically, you know, like you said, he's 
he's pretty much doing his his recon work to find out what's what with these with these different crews. And basically that's how he's gonna, you know, either infiltrate or Tommy gonna X him out completely. Yep. Did I miss something? How did he know who to sell it to? I guess uh, off camera, we're we're left hey, to I think that's that, that Rojas, Rojas people told them where they needed to make the deliveries. Yeah. Well, he went to he went to the um, Latinos. I, I think that's proper. Um, he went there first, so that's 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 one faction, right? And then he mm -hmm. went the, to the Hasidics, right? Mm -hmm. That's another faction. And then the last faction, they're probably going to end up xing them out because they're junkies, right? That was yeah. a trap house. <laughs> yeah, they're they're junkies though. So anytime you got somebody taking their own product, that they're primed to get taken out, right? So mm -hmm. he's seen it all along the way. <clears throat> like really was really B was saying in the beginning, you know, the Rojas piece really. Just kind of thrown in there, but it was meant to move Tommy around the city so that he can see some of the players, you know, which I guess is, is smart. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I just wish Courtney would set things up a little better. Like, it's just mm -hmm. so, That's so high mean. school play-ish sometimes, you know? Definitely put it in the perspective that Tommy actually learned some Spanish. Yeah, I mean, the, the it, 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 you know, you put this dude in a in a wheelchair, and so the answer is to kidnap him now and make him make sell him our drugs. drugs. Yeah. Right. I was like, like <laughs> just like, what? Okay. I think that is uh, going back to what Crystal was saying that they spent so much time on other scenes. Yeah, that they really could have spent a little bit more time on setting up other scenes that were more important <laughs> than the scenes that they spent time on, which just like this cop scene. I mean, we saw twice that the uh, dude was nervous about the cops. So we really didn't even need that second scene at all. No, because no. We knew from that first scene that he was kind of on the paranoid side. He just got out of jail. So he's kind of nervous about interacting with the police or whatever. And then they spend so much time on the whole uh, driving while black. I mean, we we know that, and so, right. um, it, but it also sets the tone how Diamond can utilize Tommy as a resource because mm -hmm. Tommy can move in lanes that right. He can. Tommy can get in spaces that he can't get into, right? But I think the other thing by by inf and, and then you're right, um, retro. I didn't think about that. That's a good reason why they would put that in there. But again, they could have give they could have done that with a head nod. Because again, you open the door to us questioning something that doesn't make sense, and we said this in earlier. So, Tommy, are you are you riding? I mean, are the, is the car not in your name? Do you have a fake ID? Because there's no way in hell they ran them New York tags with that New York driver's license that said Tommy Eaglin, and ain't nothing pop up. And he don't been part of all these investigations ain't and murders. Like, sus suspected of, wanted for, like no, he wanted trying to kill Tasha. But he's but Tommy, but they think he dead though. Tommy remember, he's Wuhan. supposed to be dead. Go ahead, Miss Honey. Go ahead, Miss Honey, because that's what I was getting ready to bring up. But, yeah, I, think, but I don't think this is when they thought he was dead, though. But I think this is when, even before he died, Ghost shot up the Mustang. They don't even know he got the Mustang back. But I think this is before he left. I mean, I think this is when he left the first time. I don't think this is after he came back and faked his death because. 
the way the first episode started, it's literally him leaving New York and he's grieving. Mm -hmm. And I really don't, I think, and I don't know if they're going to give us that during this season where he goes back to New York and why he actually went back. But I don't think this is, I don't think this is after he faked his death. That's a good point, but still, Tommy was always good. That's something he learned from ghosts, you know, working with ghosts. Um, He was always good for having a bird, a bird in the bush. Is it a bird in the hand? Is worth two in the bush? So he's always had like a had like a hookup. That's that that was why their businesses ran so smoothly from outside Mm -hmm. of having a great lawyer. Is what they had a lot of hookups. I wouldn't be surprised if he had somebody to wipe his record if he knew somebody. To me, that's more explainable or, or, and more or plausible. Or he's he's under another identity right now. But yeah. Very confident that, because remember when Diamond asked him, what are they going to get when they run your place? He's he a said, big The guy didn't say his name. He didn't say, he didn't yeah, say he, here, right. Mr. So-and-so, here's your ID right. back. He never, you're right. He never did say his name. Yeah, I mean, when he that, saw him, he was like, bro, 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 see you later, bro. That, that's what irks me, though, Miss Honey, is the continuity. Because yeah. if I, I, I will perfectly accept that as an explanation if what Crystal is saying is right, is that he, when we saw him in book two try to kill Tasha, this had that occurred after these events. Uh, Which it seems plausible. I I, I can I, I don't find anything wrong with with uh, Rilly's theory at all. And it could be how they introduced two bit into completely the story. doable. Yeah. It could be how they introduced two bit into the story. So two bit finds out that Tommy's in Chicago. However, he finds that out. I can't wait to see how they explain that away. And then two bit comes and tells them about the events that are happening in book two with Tariq and Tasha and all that. And then that prompts him to go to New York. And try to kill Tasha and to try to fake his death. But right now he's wanted right now for the murder of ghosts. He's wanted right now for the murder of ghosts because Tasha gave him up as right. the murderer for ghosts. So fix the continuity. Because if that's the case, then I'm gonna be irritated with that because these shows are not running concurrent, but they're running concurrent. I need to know where the timeline are, are we left to assume that there's different timelines between book two and the timelines are all over the place. Well, what I'm learning is because that there's like there's two timelines should be concurrent. They should be happening in the same timeline. But there's two the there's two episodes per episode, right? There's the actual episode that we see, and then that's there's the retold episode that Courtney Kemp does on her live every week. You know where she explains all the all the butterfingers, the holes in the story, and all of this stuff. You know, and that's how we kind of put together one cohesive episode. We take her live and the actual episode that we saw, and then we're supposed to be like, uh, okay, you know, this mm-hmm. is this is what it is. Which again, I can I can completely understand what really B says. It makes perfect sense to me about the timeline. Um all of that. What I can't believe is there's no heavy hitters in Chicago. That there's no heavy drug dealing in Chicago. Like the drug game is so whack in Chicago that people um, are buying drugs from junkies and selling drugs to junkies. And you know, it, it's just to me none of that is plausible. They like they're trying to prop Tommy up to be this, you know, this superhero badass. Kick, kick butts and take week. names, but who's he fighting against? Like there are a bunch of kindergartners in the drug game. He's Batman. That's the same thing they did in book two that frustrated me. And I, how many times did I say that in book two? 
why are we acting like this is the only place you can buy drugs in New York? Once Monet killed Jackie Long at the end of last of the first season, they spent all season long worrying about a connect. I'm like, it's New York City. You got to be kidding me that y'all sitting here acting like the only place y'all can get drugs is Mecca. And y'all can't piss Mecca off because, oh, my gosh, where are we going to get a connect? And like, we saw that when, right. when they robbed Mecca. When we saw that, we saw that when they robbed Mecca, they didn't have no drugs. And they had to go no steal drugs. drugs back from Tariq in order to have work. I mean, you got you got so few drugs that you could put them in shopping bags. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's just it just it pisses me off because she's the showrunner, which they say she's not going to be the showrunner for next season. Um, and she's got a team of writers. I just don't get it. I don't get why it can't be done a little bit better. Like we're not idiots. And at this point, you know, yeah, you're playing know. us all like fools when you when you. You know, Tommy's Batman, but how bad is Batman if he's just pushing over babies everywhere? Who can't push a baby over? What should have happened is these series should have been set up just like how the last four episodes of season six of Power, where they were told from the other character's perspective. If these series would have been set up like that with the writing, then we would have been able to see a lot of the uh, answers to our questions answered through that character's perspective. In this case, I feel like if they, this is a continuation of power is what it is. But instead of it continuing over in book two, they split it up into three other different series, which they weren't ready for yet. Like Tommy's great. He's a likable character or whatever the case may be, but he's not enough to carry a whole show. So now you have to introduce all these other characters and we have to learn all these other characters that weren't part of the power universe previously. Uh -huh. I feel like what they should have done was they should have at least took season one of book two and put all these characters there and made it basically season seven of power where it's set up where everyone was splitting off and doing their own different thing. But, you know, you end the story in book two with Tommy uh, on the run and then you pick up his story like that there's no threats out there for him. He's walking the street like he's not a wanted man. He's walking the street driving the same car that he's always drove in New York that everyone knows him for. They, they didn't do such a good job transitioning over to splitting up these different series of power because you, you end the, the story for this character in one series, but you pick it up in another series that's... You have it's like what Crystal always says if they would have given us six months later at the beginning of the series or a year later, okay, then we can say that those events happen in between that time. But you know, right. we don't know where the timeline is, we don't know where the end of Ghost Dying to Tariq. I don't even know what year Tariq is in. I, I think he's a freshman, but <laughs> at this point, he might be a senior in college. I, I mean, how about this? How about this? In the last episode that we just saw, how is it a picture of Tyreek? Raina and Yaz, all you know, at Tasha's crib. Like, it's just a picture of all of them with Yaz being the same age that she is now. How was that even possible when Raina died? Wait, so you already know what it is. As far as the kid. She was a little she was a kid. Remember, they showed the episode where she asked to, Where's Raina coming home? She was How you got a picture home. of your kid, but not your kid? That's that's what I don't understand. How you yeah. let somebody take you and, not, and you don't get your baby? And that's unrealistic in itself because she shouldn't have had no picture of them in witness protection. She shouldn't have. They took her from that cemetery. They took her from the cemetery. 
She didn't even have no time to take the clothes off her back. That's all she had. Yeah, but she wouldn't have. Who? What mother agrees to testify without her child going in the wit set with her? I'd have been worried about my mama and my baby. Yeah. The same thing that Tariq was worried about because, you know, they need to leave them behind so Tariq could have that. That was part of Tariq's story right there that he had to worry about what was going to happen to his grandmother and Yaz. But you're right. It would have been a, um, a nice way to end that story arc by sending the mama away and the baby away with Tasha. And then that would have been perfect. And then mm-hmm. we wouldn't even have to worry about her being this whole adoption thing and all this bullshit, but they needed it to further their story along. And soften mm-hmm. Tariq's character yeah. up a little bit. Yes. He's to- not as bad as Ghost, you know, right? Like, that's what that whole Yaz thing was supposed to, I think, convey. Um, So I, I knew that we were all going to have an issue with this. <laughs> I, we said it. <laughs> I knew that we were all going to have an issue with this because it just it doesn't make sense that Tommy is walking the street right now and not fear of law enforcement. And not fear of uh, the FBI coming to get him to arrest him for ghost murder. He hasn't even addressed that. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that we've heard him mention um, was at the beginning when he was getting ready to turn the lights off and um, crash the car. He mentioned ghost name then, and that was it. And he kind of alluded to him or inferred to ghost uh, in this episode when he was talking to Dame uh, Diamond about mm-hmm. his. I had a brother. Right. Yep. Um, well. Since the original power, we haven't seen a decent villain, right? Since the original power, what we've seen is that the dumbing down of the villain in order to um, sort of build up or hype up, you know, the value or or the, you know, heroism, I guess, of, of you know, of our main characters, you know, would would Tariq be as clever if he was against Milan, the Serbians? Would he seem as clever to us if he was against anybody other than those weak ass um, Tahadas who and suck, the, who are the worst the drug dealers G-G-G-G. ever? The DGG gang whose location is on IG every moment. Like, like would, would Tommy seem as formidable if he had come into this episode and had been dodging bullets, had gotten molly whopped, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, beating all the hell, even in all the movies we've seen, Transporter and all these other movies where we've got these great heroes, they took a punch and a beating in the beginning and then they came back and won us over. Like, that's the formula we want. We don't and want you to come. That's that power originally was set. Originally, exactly. Yeah, because look how long it took for them to take out Lobos. Look how long it took for them to take out yeah. Milan. Milan was a was a take out Jason. Look how long it took for them to take out the um Jimenez. We went with these characters for whole seasons, whole mm-hmm. seasons, and that's why we were so upset in book two that it, it's unbelievable to think that Mecca is this resourceful of a villain. That they were able to take him out so easily. Mecca should have seen these threats coming. I mean, out. he got weaker by the episode. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> that episode when he had um when he uh choked en- enough out, I was like, Oh, this dude is giving me original power feel, right? Yeah. Then when he had yeah. his throat cut, I was like, Okay. He's dangerous, mm-hmm. right? He's dangerous. It's no. it was like after that. Courtney was like, uh, you know what? I think Mecca's oh, too nah, hard. Yeah. Let's let's give him unicorn yeah, kisses. Soft, and... 
soft side. Yeah, and then, they, the, and then the thing about it is, though, with all the other villains, they let them die being those villains that they were. You know, right. they didn't diminish the character to make it easier to kill the character. Right. When we found out that he was a snitch, it just it just it just took away from his entire character and made mm-hmm. his character just like anyone else on the street. But when he switched on when he switched on the chef, that came across to me as real weak sauce. Like kind of yeah. bitching at the chef, and then the chef was being all sheepish and he didn't seem as strong as he did before. He was like this silent killer just a couple of episodes before. And now he's his whipping boy, his welcome man. Like I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, what's the same thing sure in this was. episode because you see uh, Roja's crew they kidnapped Janard. They shouldn't have even been able to get t- to Janard because at the barbershop he had a whole little crew of hitters around him and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now he walked in the street by himself and they're able to rope him up and take him away and use him for ransom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, I mean, if they're just a, a bunch of weak... These killers on, hey, yeah, put these killers on the payroll. Now you can get snatched up. Yeah, it's a bunch hey, of weak villains. Like, I mean, I don't get it. So how do they even get close? You know, get that close to even get them? Yeah, you can't respect the main character for being cunning and clever and strong and stealthy if your villains are just easy, or if your villains are just fodder. If they're just easy targets, like like mm-hmm. I said, you just like pushing over a baby. Like you can't push a baby over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but the fact that they turn Mecca into a punk. I didn't like that either because in the first episode of season <laughs> two, when he took out those GTG gang members in the alley, okay, I'm like, oh, this one gonna be rough. Like this mm-hmm. one, even with um season one with uh, Jackie Long on uh, Rico, I mean, Monet just took him out just like that. I mean, she took out the guy that came to put the security windows in. I mean, but when you look at that, when you look at Jackie Long being a big drug dealer, bro, like. Who's not going to... I mean, I ain't take that serious. I'm like, this Rico? I'm like, yeah, kill him. <laughs> Quick. What I'm saying is, these characters should never be caught off guard by themselves where someone's going to take them out. Um, Mecca should no way and should have no known better to have Monet in his house with him by himself. Uh, I mean, he none of his product was really guarded. I mean, we, we saw like Mecca's men, and it was just three at a time here and I there. Swear. I was about to really say the exact same thing. Like, how's your how's your product not guarded? And how is Tariq out and how is Tariq outsmarting this dude that's in federal uh that's that's working for the feds and got all this other stuff that's going on, but all of a sudden Tariq is smarter than him. Not saying that he didn't know that he did know that Kane had something to do with it or whatever, but it's one of the things that should have never fucking happened. I mean, never happened. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm on my soapbox here, but it's just the dumbing down. Uh, uh, I see it constantly, right? Like our a lot of our shows, they give us the clothes, like the fashion. They give us the music, right? They give us a little pop and a little flash, a little gossip, a little girl, you know what I'm saying? A little cat fight, a little yang, yang, yang. But we can handle mature complex storylines like it's okay we will be able to follow along courtney mm-hmm. especially if you make it make sense through the writing yeah if the writing is and see the thing about courtney kemp is she drags story arcs out through seasons 
Whereas, you know, uh, if she ended a story arc in one season and started a new one, that's fine. But she carries her story arcs over from season to season to season. It's just like right now, we're calling back to events that are in season one that we've long since watched, that we're long since forgotten about. So now that's drawing you back to go watch. All this is is just a marketing scheme. Because now, because we introduce a character from season one, now let's go back and watch season one. Mm-hmm. Let's get them numbers back going again. You know, mm-hmm. so you're you're playing off of our our viewership and our fanship. Of I mean, she she watches these reviews, she listens to these podcasts, she goes out here on Twitter. That's why she's on IG every week doing those lives. Is because she sees how vested the fans are into the show. So she's using that to exploit us to say, you know what, I'm going back over here to watch uh, this uh, season. I'm going back over here to see what happened in season one. Six years ago. So we see uh, Tommy and um, Diamond, they show up to the meetup spot to give up the money and to get Jannard back. And them hitters, they got them, them beams on them. Like, mm-hmm. they, shouldn't, they should not have been able to... Me personally, why did they let them leave? I, I, I don't know why they let them leave. Yeah, they make any sense to let them live. Yeah, to let him live. I thought it was unrealistic. Because I mean, it makes sense, for the, of course, for the show. But realistically, no, it didn't make sense to let him live. They already got what they wanted. But didn't Roez call the guy that was wearing a Versace jacket? He called mm-hmm. him. What What was that conversation about? Because I missed that whole conversation. I wasn't even really paying attention to it. Nah, was he calling him to tell him to go kidnap the brother? Yeah, I think he was. Okay. Okay, because I know there was a scene where they showed Roez was on the phone. But I can't remember. Oh, what you're talking about because he was like, "I'm on the brother now," or something like that. So yeah, that, that that was that conversation. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, and so Tommy and Gloria meets up, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're talking. Well, we first after they get the uh, brother, after they rescue the brother, whatever. Uh, uh, Diamond them pays Tommy what twenty five k for his mm-hmm. work, and yeah. so you know I thought that was cool that they paid him for the work. Uh oh, go ahead, Chris. I got a question, and I'm, I apologize. I had to step away. Um, so this what doesn't make sense to me. So we're getting revenge on putting my brother in in a wheelchair. I get the whole we're gonna make them run around town like chickens with their heads cut off. But why did they let them live? Like I feel like the ultimate revenge would have been him dying. Yeah, I just knew. I mean, because when they walked into that that. Face, wherever they were empty theater looked like something like that and they all had the infrareds on them i was like okay how are they gonna get out of this because i i felt like they had every intention of killing them after they so got I was like, what's going on here yeah okay am i the only one no nope, we, we just said that we okay really I, just said that. I had to step away my bad yeah. i had to step away I yeah, we we just said the same thing. We thought that was we just said the same thing. Like, what was the point of letting them walk away? That scene yeah. we could have just dealt without because you knew you had to let them live anyway because they're the main characters. Exactly. So, what was the point even putting the infrared, you know, right. on them like that? They could have just dropped the money off and dropped the, you know, and, they had a drop off spot or something. But by them adding that in, it doesn't make any right. sense. And again, from a strategic point of view, I know why they did it. They're, they're, they're letting Tommy, one, learn the city, and two, mm. learn the players. And he's right. And, and three, him and Diamond are building something. I ain't saying they're friends, a but they're building, they building, yeah, a bond. 
they're building something. Say, yeah, again, uh, but, yeah, definitely. And again, you pay attention to the conversations that they had. But they had the conversations about old school and reminiscing on that's the first time they they sold their first drugs and how they made them feel. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're building something. And the Brock Diamond is realizing that you know Tommy. Not only is he, a, I mean, he a high head. He know how to handle himself in the streets, but he's smart. Like he's got a story. He ain't no, you know, two bit. I sold a little bit of drugs on the corner type dude. Like he know that right. Tommy. Yeah. So I, I understand from that aspect why they had them do the run around town thing. But I, I feel like, I almost feel like I, and I, and I appreciate how they did it at the end because that was just gangster. The way Tommy just showed up with the jacket, it was like I got him. I was cool with that, mm. but. I almost wish that we had seen in that moment the three of them sort of have to work together to get out that warehouse because they were straight up. That's what I wanted to see. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, I kind of wish that we had seen like them shooting at them or because again, there was no reason why they were supposed to live. Like, all three of them were supposed to be dead. Mm -hmm. But okay. Yeah, they definitely. I'm sorry, my bad. I had to come in late. Sure. I apologize. They What's up, Kamisha? You got to come up here too, Kamisha. One day you gotta come up here with us. So we see where um Tommy takes the money back to uh JP. He takes the money back to JP, uh the 25k that he earned from his work with Diamond. And I mean that's good that he's trying to look out for his brother and help his brothers through his troubles. But what what are we feeling about the brother right now? Because his character is very uh bland. You know his character. I mean, I, I know it's only the second episode, so they I haven't really given us. They well, haven't really so. given us much substance for the brother. What do you think the brother's going to be? Do you think he's going to be a friend? I think is. I think personally, the perception is we automatically think that you know because that's Tommy's brother, it should be some similarities there. But they that's night what I'm looking for. That's exactly. No, they what night, I'm for. They they really night and day difference. Like you got Tommy out here. You know he. It's whatever, but then you got the brother. It's a little bit more mystery to him. He seemed like he might have some stuff going on because he did say he'd been to jail. So he said, when I got out, he said, when I got out, you know, and he mentioned like in, out, and all. I'm like, okay, so he's been to jail. So he has some things going on, but it's like they haven't really revealed it yet. Right. To what he's exactly. been he's been through or what he has going on. But I agree. I and think, I think, instantly, uh, think that that was, uh, you know, because we found, we found out that that's Tommy's brother. It's like Tommy brother. Really? Right. And I agree. Right. And I think that they're purposefully being vague on what I think they're careful. I mean, they let us know he went to jail, but I think they're purposefully being vague on what it is. I feel like, I feel like JP is trying to be an upstanding citizen, but he really got it in him. Like I feel yeah. like he he really is a gangster or got that gangster in him, but he ain't trying. He's dormant, and I think mm -hmm. at some point this season is gonna have to either one or two things are gonna happen. Either it's gonna have to come out, or like Xavier just said, somewhere along the line he don't make it. But I feel like I, I know people think we always trying to kill people off. We ain't always trying to kill people off, but it's just how you know it's power. But I think that we're gonna see either we're gonna see him like you know open up the closet and he got a full arsenal and he ready to go to war, or or he gonna you know die on the sword? You know what I'm saying? I'd rather them kill Gloria off and not the brother, because why take us to this 
why take us to this extravagant storyline of Tommy having a black brother only to kill him off? I, I, I don't want them to do that. Well, I don't want them to kill the one of them off, honestly, but you know, it is what I'm it hoping is. they do. And I really don't want them to clear, uh, kill Glory off, but you know, just keeping true to the form of power, you know, everyone that's innocent, so to speak, doesn't make it out. That's true. Everyone that's innocent. I mean, look what happened to poor Zeke. I mean, you know, he was the most innocent right. out of all of them, and he ended up getting killed. So that's why it's easy for me to go to that is because it seems like that's their that's their formula. Right. It seems like they did they do this all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like with uh book three with uh jukebox little girlfriend, you know, she got killed. So uh-huh. bad drugs. Yeah, bad drugs. So, you know, anybody who's not associated in the life tends to not make it. So, but I agree, Crystal. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the brother does have uh, traits uh, that street in him. And he definitely got somehow, it. Somehow, Tommy going to get in the bang and that brother going to help Tommy bang out. I, I, I can see that. I agree. I can see that. So I think right now uh, Tommy is just going to try to help him through his troubles, and then eventually we're, the brother's going to reveal more and more as they interact with each other. As there's more scenes with them, I think the brother's going to. Re- I think both of them are really trying to learn each other right now. And the biggest thing with Tommy is Tommy just wants to, uh, you know, be a help. And really, Tommy is just trying to uh, pick up those missing pieces from his family. That the brother knows more about the grandmother and their life and times than Tommy does. So when he put that home video on, was that supposed to be Kate and Tommy? That's, that that's what it was. Kate and Tommy? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, he had something that Tommy didn't have. Right. And also, you got to understand that gifts are Tommy's love language. Tommy ain't going, he not going to pick up no broom and sweep shit up. He's not going to, you know, sit down and hug with you and and commiserate, Tommy's going to make it happen. And he, So Tommy did what he knows how to do. I'm going to give you this money and, and I'm going to go make more money to fix it. He he. That's all. That's that's what he knows. That's how he knows how to fix things. You know what I mean? You, you know, you notice whenever there was an issue, Tommy threw money at it. He doesn't know how to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> she had that coming. I know Xavier don't hold no punches. Y'all know he don't hold no punches. Uh, well, so um, what happened next? Will we? I think we're at the point where uh, Gloria and Tommy meets up at the bar. Yep. And yeah. So they have a moment where uh, you know he tells Gloria that you know he's decided to stay. And Tommy and behind the bar pouring her drinks. Pouring her drinks, yep. Right. <laughs> he also told her that look, I didn't stay for you. So, you know, no, don't don't get don't don't get your help. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Like, I'm but I did I'm down. Relax. Yeah, he said, I ain't here for you. <laughs> so that was hilarious because he said I found a reason to stay. And he looked at her and was like, don't worry, it ain't you. <laughs> um, but we also saw in that scene that Vic was watching them. Creepy bastard. Yeah. He was watching right. them. So not only does he realize that Tommy didn't leave town, but now Tommy pushing up on his girl. That's going to be a whole nother situation. Like I said last week, love triangle. Here but again, he can't go to his father about it 
because he can't tell his father about the love triangle part, but he definitely can talk to his father about, yo, you told him to leave town and he's still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Slip that book. That's yep. probably what's going to end up happening. He's still yep. here, daddy. Yep. Right. <laughs> he probably, I was about to say, he probably, he probably should grow some balls and try to handle it himself. That's that's what not do. You think that's hey, what he's going to do? I think he needs to handle it himself because he could leave out the fact, like, even if he tells his crew, like, we told him that he was going to leave and, and he didn't leave. I think so he's going to try to take care of this. Yeah, I think he's going to try to take care of it on his own, but he's nowhere near match for Tommy. He's, oh, not hell. even close. But my mm-hmm. thing is like, but like, um, like Miss Honey said, he did, he 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 laid Vic over his knee three times. Like Vic, you should know that you can't handle Tommy. Yeah, like you should know you can't handle him. And the reality of the situation is, I think that the father is going to actually, he's going to initially be a little irritated that Tommy didn't do what he said do. But I think there's a part of him that's going to be like respect huh. it. Yeah, because I'm used to I'm used to dudes running and and running tail when I tell them to run tail, but. You you kind of you still here? Well, okay, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, and w- another thing I want to see too is Vic's crew. W- w- where your workers? Dead. W- where where's your crew? Dead or beat up? He using his daddy people. His one buddy that he had running, he had doing the pickups with him. Tommy beat his ass in the alley. Yeah. He's somewhere healing up. <laughs> yeah, so he's somewhere out of commission right now. And then uh, Paulie, we haven't seen him anymore. But I, I feel like Paulie's more so. Uh, His dad's. Uh, yeah, Paulie's going to yeah. do whatever the father say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever the father say. If the father say we cool with Tommy, Paulie's going to be cool with Tommy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you you could tell he was irritated with Vic and his boys, even in that first scene. He was, he's, the, he's their babysitter, basically. Babysitter, yep. Yeah, and he's then, babysitter. And then uh what was Simon? Simon was the guy that was the bag man. Uh, the, he was the, the one comedic who relief. Yeah, okay. That was the one who got beat up by uh Tommy. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was Simon. Yep. Yeah, so that's you know what I forgot about him and Tom Tom Brady. looking for some sort of revenge. I forgot about him. Yeah, he gonna come calling for revenge too. He gonna come calling for revenge because they said he was gonna be in the drug back. She was yep. like, nah, not on me. And he was like, not on me either, because I don't plan on staying. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we see that uh, Tommy uh meets up with um, well, somehow, some way he tells uh, Rojas crew and he get them (laughs) together, (laughs) he put them in the back of that Oldsmobile. And they were hollering, screaming for help, begging for their life, and that they were begging for their life. Poured out a good little line of drink, got them together. Yeah, he got them quick, quick. Set your hey, ass on fire. And set their ass on fire. Set your ass on fire. You ain't gonna put me in the Oldsmobile. I don't do nothing about it. Put your oh, ass yeah. in the Oldsmobile. I had right, said because the though. question is, how did Tommy get the drop on both of them and, and get both of them in there? Like, that's they crazy. But they wasn't that damn clever to begin with, though. No, they like, weren't the brightest. They were not the brightest knives yeah, in the they world at they, all. They weren't playing with the sharp. Let's just say he picked one up and then he went to go pick up the next one. Let's just say that. I don't think he got them both at the same time. I don't see how he been getting both at the same time. But maybe he picked up one and then picked up the next one. Or uh, maybe he played target practice with him like he did those yardies. You know, maybe shot one in the leg here, shot one in the arm here, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, he's Batman, so you know he got all kind of gadgets on his utility belt. 
So, you know, ain't no telling what he did to uh, get them in the back of that old mobile, but he took them out with that bottle of Jameson. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said that too, though. I said that ain't nobody's time to go let them, let them live. I said, Tommy, oh, no, I, I, oh, no, I knew they wasn't getting out of this alive. Yeah. But, said, okay, I got another nitpicky moment. Again, Tom, I think I already said this, though. Tommy's fingerprints on that bottle, like you just leave the bottle laying there in the middle of the ground with and your lighter. fingerprints on it. Like, even if you have a fake ID, your fingerprints don't change, bruh. And the lighter. Yeah, yeah and the lighter. Yep. So we see right, Tommy. Was, okay. Maybe. No, he used a cigarette, didn't he? No, he used, no, he he had a lighter. Lighter. He used the lighter. He dropped the lighter. He lit the cigarette, but he used the lighter. Yep. Um, so we see Tommy go back to the little engine house. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I want me one of them lofts. That loft was dope. Yeah. And um, I guess the person that lives there runs, uh, you know, like little car games or something out the, yeah. uh, the little spot. He runs yeah, the stripper pole in there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Tommy's new place is, is dope. You know, he needs some new furniture and stuff. He ain't going to fix it up. And I'm glad they did that. I was wondering, made, like, where the hell is he going to live at? Yeah. He been ripping I, and running that, I thought he was going to end up living with JP is where mm-hmm. I thought was going to end up happening. He was going to end up living with JP, but he went and got his own spot. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna be his layer slash uh uh house where he's gonna live at or whatever case he gave that boy some money. But what I wasn't clear about is it the same place where Liliana's living? No, nope, it's not because because they didn't show they didn't show him finding or they didn't show him they showed him breaking into her place, but I just felt like it was the same place. No, it's not okay, okay, it's not because the place that he's uh he just bought that guy out of that place. Um, is right underneath the uh, right near the L train. So he he um, you know, uh, basically he over there and then that apartment. I think her place was more like in the um, more like the the more neighborhood area. He was he was right there off the L. So okay, okay. I don't well, think somehow, somewhere he gets to drop on her, just like she got to drop on him mysteriously. Mysteriously, he gets to drop on her and knows exactly where she lives and what building or apartment or house she lives in, and kicks the door down, waving the fofo, and, <laughs> and they start begging again. <laughs> they start begging again all over the house. I mean, what right. the hell are you doing, y'all? She can take him. Um, man, he was giving her some blows. <laughs> he was giving. I'm like, damn, she ought to be unconscious by now. <laughs> Did he hit her with the strap? Yeah, they were. Well, they they was they was scrapping. Did he hit her with the strap at one point? Yeah, he did. I, yeah. Across the back of her head, hit her ass in the head with it. Yeah, she ought to be unconscious by now. Because she was thinking the say Who says that Gloria or JP are innocent? They are innocent. They right, are. JP got he just did time, didn't he? Doesn't mean that he's not innocent. His character, his character is being set up as he's being someone that is not necessarily tied to the life. Now, right. maybe eventually on down the line, he gets he becomes a part of it. But as of right now, he's trying to do the right thing in life. He's trying to take care of his sick father. He's trying to keep his business up and going. And those usually be the ones that are collateral damage. You know, and Gloria was dating a, a, or had a fling with the with the uh, mob underboss. <laughs> underboss. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell he is. The yes man of the uh, mob. Yep. Yeah. But I think because um, and we end uh, uh, we end the show with uh, 
Gloria, I mean, not Gloria, but Liliana and Tommy kind of like having a conversation while they fight you. And, you know, coming, I think Tommy really comes to the realization that, yo, it is a coincidence that we're here in the same place, same time. And by the fact that he left her alive, that just tells me right there they're going to end up working together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we think? Not too bad. No, it's, it's still no. weaving. It's still weaving a little bit, but I'm hoping by episode three and four, definitely by episode five, that uh, I mean we start getting a little bit more substance. Um, we can't say that we're lacking action because we've had action since episode one. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna get yeah, a lot yeah. of that in this show. I think we're gonna it's get a lot. A lot of that. It's still a lot going on and compounding a lot into these episodes. You know, yeah. in episode, you know, in episode two now. I mean, it's it's good to learn about the characters, but we don't necessarily see the characters' development because it's just it's like everything's just being rushed. And yeah. let me just do it. You know, I don't like that part about it. But I guess overall, um, if I had to, it, I'd say I'd give it probably a five this episode, probably like a five. I just like the way that they're rushing everything. They need to slow yeah, it I down. Let's do more characters. And, you know, let's move slower. Yes, because you're trying to in- introduce too many story arcs at one time. Tommy's mm-hmm. story arc is a big story arc by itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you add the Flynn family and their dynamics that they got going over there with the dying father and the power struggle between the brother and sister when mm-hmm. they take over the organization. CBI. Then you give us this CBI situation where they have the same scenario where they got a power struggle going on inside their crew. Mm-hmm. And you got this whole Rojas situation where he's trying to come after uh, Diamond. And then you got these whole Yardies. What, rival drug crew, maybe? It's a, it's a lot going on. Did we find out that Watcher Fled is sick? You know, did we find out that, you know... Did you find uh, out that Kate is hiding secrets and the whole right. brother? JP, uh, JP clubs keep, bar keep getting shot up. Then you bring you know, Lily like all, all the way back from season one. You bring her. Yeah. You just you're you're dumping. And the one and you know what? Something else that we haven't um um what the one thing we haven't talked about too the father. We there's got to be a point where we meet the father. JT's yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot going yeah, I just on. We found all that out in two episodes. I just thought about something. I hope the guy did this ain't it. No, never mind. I'm so glad they didn't go down this path. I was trying to figure out, do you think we know who the father is? I can't say no, that. I don't think so. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not, because at one point I was going to say, do you think it might be Ghostfather? But I forgot Ghostfather got killed. Yeah, so no, Ghostfather did. It ain't him. And um, I want these people, I want them to get a little bit more creative about these businesses that they give these people. Uh-huh. The barbershop I like because that was something new. But why does everybody got to have a bar? Hmm. Why does everyone have to have a bar or club? Ghost had a bar or uh, uh, truth. Then he well, went back and bought the uncle's bar. For it the it seems like everybody's dream though. Like Gloria said she wanted a Jamaican restaurant, but she got a bar in a small kitchen. So then they get a brother the same type of business, a bar. In yeah. a jazz studio, which is the same Monet had a bar. Had. Monet had a bar that was never open. <laughs> that was never open. <laughs> never open. 
Yeah. And you serve yeah. one drink at that bar. <laughs> she drunk oh. all the Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> that just means go uh, to the bar that was at uh that was in um in Raising Canaan. Yep. That it was always yep. in. You know, yep. 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 Yeah, with uh Tony Deep. Yep. Yep. I mean, can y'all get a little bit more creative with the storytelling, please? I mean, you just I you know what it is, right? You know exactly what it is. They're recycling sets, is what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're recycling sets because that set that uh JP's bar was. That was Ghost Uncle Bar. That was Ghost Uncle yeah, Bar. It like it might be Monet's too. Uh, that uh, no Monet's bar is glorious. Uh, <laughs> that bar that uh, Ghost went and bought from his uncle, because remember he said, "Oh, I have an apartment upstairs." And then the, it's it's not meant for us to to pick up on all that, but it is. But um, it's also said that Courtney Kemp, she's not going to be doing lives for this show. So I hope Joseph Secure or the showrunner for this one, um, I can't remember what his name is. We said it a couple of episodes back in book two, uh, who the showrunner is. Gary Lennon. Gary Lennon is the showrunner for this show, who wrote on Original Power. So hopefully we'll see some of these continuity issues get resolved because he was a part of the original power. So hopefully... And maybe that's why he's bringing back those characters from the original power. That's what I was thinking too. So maybe we'll we'll get some of those uh, questions answered. Um, but it's very interesting to see where this, this, this is going to go. And I can't imagine how uh, our mid-season finale and our season finale is going to be because it's so action-packed already. So uh-huh. that just tells me there's going to be a lot going on. You think there's a lot going on right now in these two episodes. Man. As we progress, it's going to get worse. I just hope they slow it down. We got eight more episodes. Let's slow it down a little bit. We ain't got to pack everything up into the third episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just, you know, don't introduce no, no new shit in the third episode. Let us, you know, get the feel for what we already have in front of us. And then let's, let's move forward. Well, I hope that uh, we don't get, which I feel like we are, we are going to get introduced to uh, <laughs> Yardy equals GTT, Diamond and Janar is Drew and Kane. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Who's love interested in? Who's Gloria? Where Gloria is sitting at? Uh, Gloria is Carrie. Because Carrie is dead. <laughs> Is there any particular reason you pick up the mic to say that she's dead? <laughs> because I want to make sure you hear me. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> it's okay, Miss Honey. You just had to come back when we work out some of these technical issues, honey. Mm-hmm. You was giving us some good stuff, Miss Honey. Yeah, Miss Honey, the truth. Thanks. Tommy and Vic. Will come to blows eventually. I can feel. Oh yeah, that's definitely happening. Yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. That's definitely gonna happen. Definitely happen. It's gonna come to blows. It's gonna come to gunshots. Yeah, probably more so on Tommy end. Vic's a sucker. <laughs> He's soft. You just let this new dude just come in, just you know, push up on your babe like that. You soft. Put hey, took your babe, took your babe, yeah. took your <laughs> babe. Took yeah. your baby, beat your boy ass, and shot the windshield with your, your, your daughter be and your uh your sister be punking you. Right. Whatever. Go use mix of Lakeisha and Carrie with the dash of Angela. 
<laughs> he votes. Carrie Lakeisha, but all of them did. So that means Gloria going to die too. <laughs> I mean, CG, we can't hear you. Oh, well. CG, we can't hear you. Can't hear you. We can't hear nope. you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, damn. It got to be something with StreamYard. It's StreamYard. It must be StreamYard, y'all. Yeah, we can't hear you, but we about to wrap up anyway. See if you can get back in. But if not, we we very wrap it can you up. Hear me now? Yeah, we yeah. got you now. Yeah. Mike acting crazy. All right. So I guess that uh wraps up this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week and talk about uh book four force. All right. All right. Talk to y'all next week. We'll be here. Hopefully um, next week, Miss Honey can come back with us, and um, we can get her technical difficulties worked out. We might have to do a practice <laughs> stream yard with her this right. week. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.